For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Hello, and welcome to the first ever edition of Reeves Classics, presented by the Movie Graveyard. Tonight we are presenting the 1988 or 1989, depending who you ask, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And to enjoy me, I bought along the most um, prestigious Keanu Reeves expert known in the world of Kino, Zach. Zach, how you doing? Fucking, uh, I am here, baby. I am here. Fucking, it's been a while. It's been a while. Been very busy. Been very busy with schools and shit. But fucking, I am always down to talk to Keanu Reeves fucking exactly. the reeves as i as i have dubbed him he is the king chad the big concrete cock on this motherfucker exactly sometimes when you're so busy sometimes when i see send you memes on facebook it takes you two days to see it now fucking exactly it's so weird it's so fucking i i'm so far away from the social medias now i know that's what education will do for you it will rob you of your yeah. social media exactly very very uh un uh very unkino because uh, we we like to talk kino on this podcast and fucking that's what what else is it for what else is it for, for social media for but to talk the fucking films kino exactly so, so we're gonna get it rolling right along here in a minute but before we do that Zach I actually want to, you actually don't even know about this but I want to we I have to give some thanks here at the movie graveyard uh, we got a big boost this week. Um, well, the week that we're recording this will be coming out shortly, but the week we're recording this, the last four or five days, man, it's been going nuts, and we got to thank our friends at Podbean, the ones uh, uh, that I pay to host our podcast. They uh, they have their own podcast app, and it's getting more popular, apparently, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what they did, but they promoted us, baby, and uh, we're in the last, um, uh, I think since t- Monday, yeah, Monday is when... I noticed the downloads exploded, and then I logged into my account, look at my notifications. We got people following us on the Podbean app, pretty much a new one every two or three hours for like the last four or five days. So like, yeah, like we're doing like uh, Bafo numbers, uh, you know, compared to like I always found the numbers to be very, very uh, encouraging to, you know, that there's a lot of other people out there that like fine Kino the way we do, but man... You guys are uh, coming along fast and furious. So if you're one of those people who uh, found us through the Podbean app, um, just to put it in perspective, um, like I think last month, because we usually most of our downloads come through Apple Podcasts, but um, last month we uh, we had, for the whole month, we had 42 downloads through the Podbean app. This, like the first week of this month, we've had like 250, 260. So it's, and it just keeps going up and up and up every hour. So I don't know if they're just got us on like a short-term promotion and this is going to dry up soon, but even if it ended now, like we got it, you know, for us, uh, we're, we're very humble. We're very, um, very, uh, small in the pond of, uh, podcasting, the ecosystem of podcasting. So for us to get 50, 60 new listeners in the course of three or four days, it's really, it's really encouraging. And that uh, literally makes my dick stand up like that Nelson Entertainment logo right there. <laughs> exactly, which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, so I just wanted to say if you're somebody who's just trying this out, who just found us through uh, Podbean, uh, I hope you stick around. I hope you you know go from being a new listener to a, a regular listener, and you know, and, and also a long time listener because we've been doing this for seven years, 
and mm-hmm. uh, we we have people who've been following us from the get go, and uh, new people popping in all the time. It's a lot of fun, and um, the whole reason I started this podcast was so people could uh, you know kind of look back and reminisce and think about and uh, hear people talk about the movies that you grew up with and had fun with. So that's what it's all about. So thank you for joining in on the party here. Hell yes. Hell yes. All right. So we got to pause. Uh, we're both rolling off the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Blu-ray by our friends at the Shout Factory. <laughs> Stand up and shout! You ever, you ever call Shout Factory like you have a problem with your order, man? Like everybody's deaf. Like they pick up the phone. They're just screaming in the phone because like the like they just make shouts at that factory all day. So it's like blowing their ears out apparently. Fucking it's all the machinery going around pressing the discs. They got to yell over it. And fucking it's, it's leaving that weird residue on the fucking Halloween. <laughs> it is, baby. Which, 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 by the way, like I've gotten a bunch of discs lately. And uh, some of them have that residue that that came, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like pretty much there's two major. The majority of stuff is coming out of two plants now, Germ- one in Germany and one in Mexico. And um, usually you can tell like on the back of the the thing it has stamp either disc made in Germany or disc made in Mexico. Every mm-hmm. single greasy one, every one is coming out of the Mexican plant, and it's it's actually the case secreting the thing. So like whatever. I don't know if the the temperatures are extreme down there or what. So like people act like they can't figure it out, but it's the I forget the name of it, but the Eco or whatever Viva Elite 4K I case. Know. Yeah, it it drips I, all over. I know what it is. Our boy Bat32 moved to Mexico and he's he the did. one pressing those discs. He's pressing he's all the greasy. Disc now. So we have it paused on the logo at the beginning of the movie. That says Nelson Entertainment. It's a blue background with a big, beautiful, waxy uh, statue protruding into the sky. This logo will fade up and say Nelson Entertainment's at the 22-second mark on the Blu-ray. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And if you would like to follow along at home, you can hit play on your remote. You ready, Zach? I am fucking... I was born ready, boo. You were born hard and ready. That's right. One, two, three, go. All right. Look at that beautiful sky in that logo blowing by. Is there any other movie with that logo? I don't think so. Like, you know, maybe some lower budget ones or something. Because I remember seeing it on the back of like VHS tapes, but I don't know. I don't know what happened to them. Fucking, what if they just existed just to put out Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and then they fucking just rode off into the sunset? Like that was like they were like that episode of the fucking. Uh, uh, well, what's it called? Seinfeld, where fucking George, he's, uh, you, you got to go out on top. They're just like, fucking, we put out our magnum opus and now we're leaving. <laughs> it's pretty much happened. Like, they were a tiny company, and I think it was the De Laurentiis that actually made this movie. They gave up on it, they didn't want to release it. And uh, according to Alex Winter, Nelson Entertainment came in and for a fire sale price uh, bought this very cheap and then negotiated distribution with, I believe, Orion because, like, they should have their Orion logo at the beginning, but at least this version, they ripped it off and put that horrible new modern CGI MGM logo, which, I mean, I, I like MGM. There's nothing wrong with MGM, but, like, I, you, I hate that logo. You that lion, the CGI, that's, like, some of the best hair rendering I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I think the lion's real, but, like, if you, oh. I hate hate where, like, I don't know if they retouched it, like, later, but if you look at it on the bottom, it says, it says MGM.com, that MGM.com, it's always, like, jittering and floating, because, like, they CGI'd it on later, it bugs okay. the shit out of me. What do you think of this opening? I always forget it's here. Me too, like, it's so iconic, I guess I should say, because I had the original VHS, I bought it used at a, a little independent video store, 
And uh, I watched the shit out of this on VHS for years and years. And uh, yeah, it's like you always forget it. But then like it's really the song that dun, 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 all my life I've been wanting to came and I bounced. Uh, I got a breakaway. Directed by Stephen Herrick, the same guy that made Critters amazing. That's right. What a king. And then and we started out. Basically, this intro was completely had they had to reshoot it or something because they yeah. originally had an intro that took place at the school where they're getting ready to go. Uh, or no, it took place. Well, it still opens with them in the garage, but then it had them get to school. They got in the bus mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. There's some there's some uh, like uh, publicity stills that exist of them in the in the fucking uh, at the bus stop and and they actually put out the uh, the vinyl uh, soundtrack recently and it had a holographic uh, cover like that. They they fulfilled the prophecy. Really, with the the guys swinging their arms or whatever. Exactly. I did not get a chance to get it. I, I didn't know about it till it was already gone. Yeah, like okay, I didn't notice it until seeing this in I guess high def. Is there's a lot of kettle chips um product placement. There's some kettle chips on the table there. There's gonna be kettle chips in their houses all throughout and when Missy goes to the grocery store. Isn't it weird that like the kettle chips bags and like, cause I, like, for some reason, I was never hip to kettle chips when I was a kid. I seemed like I didn't start seeing them till like the late '90s, early 2000s. I didn't realize. Did you that... eat a lot of kettle chips as a kid? That's all I'm thinking of. Fucking that line from Tommy Boy. <laughs> I just remember Ruffles when I was a kid. That was like the big thing was Ruffles. Ruffles are fucking donk. But uh... I guess it scoops up a lot of that fucking French onion dip. Oh, God. I was eating French onion. You know what I do? Is I get the French onion dip, and instead of chips, I do pretzels, baby. Oh, that sounds fucking so amazing. Because they have more of a bready texture to them. Pretzels are dog. But, yeah, like, kettle chips, it, it weirds me out when I look back at movies from, like, the 80s, and you see them, and, like, the, the bags look exactly the same as they do now. Like, they never updated the logo, the colors, nothing. I, I appreciate that. I do, so. I appreciate it. Fucking the, too many people, like, they don't stick to their fucking design. I think more people should. Well, especially if you got generations of people growing up and loving it. Why abandon it and, and basically become a whole new product? You know what I mean? Like, just look at the fucking Pepsi logo. What the fuck? Like, it's basically the same. They just, like, made yeah. one side of it. Like, p- they pinched it shut. Oh, almost. it's horrible. It's like, why? Why'd you do that? They it's garbage. the Pepsi logo. <laughs> exactly. We're meeting our boys here. Yeah. Fucking... See uh, that weird fucking dissolve there that uh yeah uh, what, uh, like that wipes <laughs> exactly <laughs> that kind of it does do that a lot in Star Wars yeah <laughs> I remember when I watched Star Wars because I didn't grow up watching it yeah I, I remember noticing that like that's such a fucking cheesy uh, dissolve or yeah. uh, transition effect I don't know why that was ever huge or ever popular. <laughs> <laughs> like the, yeah, like the wipe where it pushes it off the screen. I always thought that was like impressive. Oh yeah, the side swipe. Yeah. Well, the best was whenever they hit it and had like a character walk in front of the camera, mm-hmm. right as it side swipes. Oh, we're getting the the fucking famous lines here. Fucking, they're all the quips. Yeah. Basically, we're meeting our boys. They're they're in high school and fucking uh, they're in their uh, class with their teacher. I forget. I saw that guy playing a teacher in another movie, uh, Bernie more recently. Casey. Yeah. And I forgot what it was. I I, th- I think he was like a big uh, black exploitation, like kind of cool guy. Uh, but I but I always knew him as the guy who's head of the fraternity association and Revenge of the Nerds, baby. <laughs> uh, that might have been what I was thinking of. That might yeah. be what I was thinking. He wasn't a teacher. He was yeah. Because because there's a a thing um, 
for uh, historically, which, which by the way, another thing that the Podbean thing did was all of a sudden this month compared to previous months, we got way more listeners in the UK now, baby. Fucking the UKs. Yeah, so I'll explain this to uh, maybe the UK listeners don't know this as much, but here in America we have something what's called uh, historically uh, black colleges, HBCUs, and then we also have historically black fraternities and Revenge of the Nerds. The nerds, like, nobody like wants them in their fraternity, so they have to start a new fraternity. So they go to a historically black fraternity organization and say, you know, can we, you know, fulfill the requirements to... Um, you know, basically have a chapter of your of your dank ass fraternity on our school campus, and like, yeah, he actually gives them a shot in that movie. It's it's very nice. Fucking the king, he yeah. knows he knows the plight of the nerds. He does. Fucking uh, his people were going through that not that long ago. Fucking one day, you guys are gonna have to step up, take back, take back what's yours, take exactly. back the school. Because uh, really, the nerds are like the nerds are cool now, but like back then, it was like fucking. Why? Why was it ever like? Fuck, why were the nerds ever like beat up on? Like fucking the jocks know. were the cool one. That's weird. It's hard for up. me to say. I mean, I'm older than you, but I was born in the late '70s, so I was starting to like really Revenge of the Nerds. Like, like I, that movie came out. I was like probably like uh, in kindergarten or so, like around that age. So, like to me, my first ever experience with nerds for like a lot of people was like Urkel and Family Matters, but for me, it was actually Revenge of the Nerds. So, like, but I don't know. Like, I don't. Like, there was bullies in school and beating kids up and stuff, but, it like, it wasn't really, like, nerds or, like, the kids that were smart in school. Just just pretty much if you didn't have any friends to protect you, that's who the bullies would run to to go beat up. Exactly. We're, here we are, fucking Missy. Fucking the reoccurring joke where he, he keeps calling Missy Missy because they, they went to school together. Very Chad. Very Chad. That's right. They're seniors now, but when they were freshmen, she was a senior. And then she graduated yeah. and she immediately married Bill's uh, dad. Why is that a thing? Why do uh, why do young women want to date old men? That's so weird. Oh, yeah. Alex Winter, he just grabbed the kettle chips right there. You know what? Like, I, that was another, like, preconception that I got from movies as a kid. I don't, I don't really see it that often in real life, in all honesty. Hmm. I remember hearing that fucking like yeah that like uh, that happens a lot or or something I don't know weird. Yeah, weird. I don't I don't know like I mean I I think like it happens like with like rock star dudes like the Rolling Stones would always be in their sixties dating sixteen year olds and shit, but like yeah. normal people just living in the suburbs and shit, I haven't really seen it a lot. Exactly. What do you think of Ted's dad? Who who's got the cooler dad, Bill or Ted? Oh, Ted by far. <laughs> like, he wants to send him to military school and stuff, but Bill's That's dad cool. is just like a molester, pretty much. Yeah, fucking, if you're going to have a dad, you might as well want to, like, I wanted my dad to fucking send me to military school. The yeah, fact that he didn't pisses me off to this day. If, you're, if, you're, if your dad would have sent you to military school, you would have loved him even more. Exactly, exactly. Because then it would have been like Child's Play 3, and, and all the students would be killing each other. Oh, okay. Kettle chips. Just yeah. like the fucking. Okay, I get it now. Fucking just kind of. You didn't like know what the me. hell I was talking about, did you? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I thought you were making shit up. They're like those. They're like those little. Um, like they're like they're almost like folded on top of each other. They're and they're super crunchy. Like they're super hard. Mm. 
Fucking uh, uh, people who got this on 4K recently, yeah. uh, they discovered that on the uh, the podium that the uh, the futuristic uh, dudes are sitting on. Well, there's a chick there too. The, the futuristic people. That's actually the saxophone player from fucking uh, uh, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen's Clemens. band. Yeah. Clarence Clemens, baby. What a king! What a Kino! Kino! Uh, fucking Valentino over here. Big Chad. They needed 4K to know that was Clarence Clemens? Is that what no, you're they needed 4K to notice that there's a fucking Circle K logo on their podium. Oh, amazing. I Circle K know. is sponsoring them in the future. Okay. So one thing we know is that Circle K will never go out of business for the next 400 years. Kind of like in a... Oh, yeah, I kind of see it there. Um, but it's so like little and small. But uh, kind of like how a demolition man taught us that in the future, all restaurants will be Taco Bell. I wonder why they they did that. Why they put a Circle K logo there? Just nobody will even notice. Let's just put it there. Somebody will notice some one day when we put it on a 4K. Wouldn't it be funny if like you were making a movie like that and somebody paid you like product placement or whatever like that, and you're like, okay, we'll use your logo, but we'll like we'll put it in the most fucked up places, nobody will notice. <laughs> That's the fucking Kino thing to do. I know. That's the good shit. <laughs> so what What do you... Th- see, I've always... It, it's always weirded me out. because, Well, the first time I ever watched this movie, I was I was probably like fourth grade or something. I stayed home from school. And I was like, I stayed home from school a lot. Fucking uh, just skipping school. Like, Mom, I'm sick. Fucking, And I just stayed at home and watched the fucking digital cable. It was around the time we got digital cable, and because they had like so many movie channels, and I remember I watched this. It had to have been on like Encore or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, Stars Encore is playing. By the way, there's like this little uh, kind of yellowish, greenish demon toy behind Bill's head. He was when he was sitting back there. Like I had that toy, and I had it like in a box for years, and I never knew what the fuck toy line it came from. I was always confused. But I've seen that toy pop up in a shitload of movies and TV shows, and I, even though I owned it, I have no idea what it was from. Oh, yeah. It's from fucking Bill and Ted movie in but, the background. <laughs> maybe I have the, the one that they used in the movie. I don't know. You should just sell it on eBay as a screen use prop. <laughs> Do to take a picture of my phone of the TV if, if it's in right. the background. Oh yeah, Missy was sitting next to us in that scene. Yeah, big Stacy. Missy's a Stacy. The the uh, yeah she is. Uh, when you're saying you were uh, staying home a lot as a kid all the time from school, that's why you still have to go to school as a grown ass man, ain't that right? Exactly. Exactly. Still in school. I, I, the first time I watched this movie. I had, like, I was flipping through the channels, and I'm pretty sure it was on the scene where Napoleon is uh, going down the water slide. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, Bill and Ted's actually adventure. Never heard of this. It sounds like something I would like, though. And fucking boy, was I right. <laughs> Dude, this, this is funny, because, like, this Blu-ray is, um, uh, and I technically own this on Blu-ray. I had a UK Blu-ray and a Steelbook, but I just kept it sealed because it looked better, because it had, like, the little what do you call it cardboard trim thing on it so like i never really actually watched this till i got the shout factory box set but i was like watching this and i was noticing all the signage at the circle k and they and it reminded me like there's that picture of charlie chap and there's actually t- three different posters of it. it says quick flicks or quick picks or something and he's holding up vhs tapes like you're, you're probably too young for this uh zach but i remember there was like a fad when vhs rentals became so popular that like Grocery stores would have their own video stores, and then like Seven Elevens and Circle K's and gas stations would have just like a little in cap of movies you could rent. 
and like uh, I never actually did it. I just saw it in like places. But I'm like, back in like 1986 or whatever. What kind of inventory system would they have to track like who rented what tape? And you know, back when tapes were like 90 bucks a piece, I bet people mm. just stole the shit out of the tapes from like Circle K and all that. If I could go back in time, if I had, if fucking George Carlin showed up with this fucking phone booth, I would probably use it to go back in time and just take fucking VHSs from those video stores that I wanted to keep, yeah. basically. In fact, I'm surprised it's not the plot of this movie. He didn't just show up to do that. Yeah, so he shows up in the phone booth, and then immediately another version of Bill and Ted from the future show up in the phone booth. Like, ah, that's right. See, the first time I was flipping through the channels, I, I landed on this scene. I landed on this. It's weird because, I mean, it's really only like a five-minute scene, but like for the longest time when I thought about this movie, I thought of this scene for some reason. I think I landed on this scene, but it was later on in the movie when it happens again. Yeah. But, but it's around the time that the fucking water slide shit's going on. The water loop. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because like the first time you watch this, like this part, you know, like they show the conversation again later kind of. But the first part, like it really doesn't make sense the first time you watch it. It's fucking genius. It's fucking genius. I remember, like, fucking, uh, when I, uh, back then, like, yeah, you'd be flipping through the channels, you'd see, like, the end of, uh, like, a, a movie, and it's just like, fucking, whoa, I like that, I wanted to watch the rest of it. So you just wait, like, fucking five hours for it to come on again, because they just showed the same fucking movies over and over again for, like, a month. But, like, yeah, every once in a while, it was just like, fucking, it'd be one of those movies where it's just like, oh, no, I gotta wait, like, two days for this one to come back on. And then I set up the VCR, recorded it, fucking... You know what's funny, too, is I remember watching this. I was like, fucking, when it happens the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, genius. Fucking, so, so Kino, fucking making it happen, making it all come together. You, the only thing they fucked up was that the, 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 the historical figures were not in the fucking the phone booth in the first part. And then when I watched it again, I was like, yeah, they are. They, you just don't yeah. notice them. They're just like, because they only fit so many, they kind of darken them down. So you intentionally <laughs> kind of couldn't see who was who because that would kind of spoil it. You know what I mean? If you could recognize yeah. them right off the bat. Very Kino. I feel Very like Kino. this is the scene, too, that like a lot of people don't realize. It was pretty much this scene in the Circle K parking lot that inspired like everything that's in uh, Back to the Future. Hell yeah. Fucking... That movie ripped this movie off, I think. Oh, big time. <laughs> so what do you, where do you stand on the fucking, uh, the seer, like fucking, I always thought Bill and Ted, uh, Bogus Journey was the be better movie. I always thought, I always liked it way more than, uh, Excellent Adventure. And I remember when I used to bring that up, people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But then like later on, it started like, I started hearing it more. Like, yeah, more people like Bogus Journey. No. It's, it's so weird too, because like, like I have kind of like the opposite whatever like not even really based on my own opinion it's just the fact that I own this on VHS and I watch the shit out of it so like to me it's always going to be the first movie but like I remember actually very well because I was older a couple years older by the time I was like a teenager by the time the second one came out and I remember like whereas this one because this was like a shelved movie that ended up coming out and being like a kind of like a sleeper hit type movie look how good these uh, effects have aged I, honestly, I think they're really good because they're like basic enough that they like leave enough to your imagination that it's like, 
It's it's uncanny valley between yeah. like am I watching Bill and Ted or am I watching like Lawnmower Man? And I think exactly. it's like it, it's a little it's better than the Lawnmower Man. Like the Lawnmower Man stuff is just there's so much of it that it's just overwhelming how shitty it looks. That is just like fucking. Well, see, it, I think Lawnmower Man looks even better than the movies now, honestly, because like at least with like Lawnmower Man type <laughs> shit, it's very crude and blocky, but at least there's like an artistic bent to it. If you know what I mean. Mm. Whereas, like, shit now is just trying to look like a muddy fucking video game. Now they're trying it to look photorealistic and it just doesn't work. We need art yeah. style to the... Uh... I agree. Exactly. Fucking... That's but, what they... That's how they fuck up. But no, but, like, I remember when Bogus Journey came out. And, like, I don't remember it being, like, a heinous flop the way everybody says it was. I mean, maybe it was financially. I don't know. But, like, I really remember it was, like, everybody was excited like hey there's a there's a bill and ted movie kind of another bill and ted but it was like that thing of like they released it in the middle of the summer during blockbuster season so there was kind of just like way bigger more exciting movies and it just feels like when it once it finally did come part two that it just got lost in the shuffle after part one was such a big hit you know what i'm talking about mm. fucking i i wasn't around whenever the, it was in the theater i wish i could was saw. too young baby exactly but yeah, for for a while, I uh, when I recorded this movie, I was just like, fucking hell yes, fucking this movie's awesome. Did they ever make a sequel? So I I immediately uh, I remember going to the video store. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Two is it here? I don't. They didn't have a copy there, so I was like, fucking. They never made a sequel. Fucking. I didn't have as much access to the internet back then. And like I don't know, it was probably like a year or two later. I'm fucking again. Thanks to digital cable, I'm flipping through the channels. And I'm on fucking uh. MTV X, the Headbangers fucking MTV channel. Oh they show a bunch of like metal music videos all day long, and fucking just out of nowhere, uh, I'm flipping through it, and uh, I I don't remember which music video it was, but it was a music video that was on the soundtrack, and it had fucking clips from the movie, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, fucking holy shit, did they get Bill and Ted to be in a music video? Did they just get them together for another music video, or is there another movie that I didn't know about? <laughs> Did I not know about it? So I'm watching it. And I'm like, this is definitely from a movie. So I'm watching the whole thing. Wait, I'm ready. Fucking tell me what the what the sequel was because I, I didn't see Bill and Ted's Exit Adventure Part Two. Fucking and and then that's what I found out, baby. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I had to I had to see it. Yeah, you were probably actually too young or not not well. You're probably born, but you're probably a baby. But like, you're probably too young to re remember when there was like the cartoon and the toy line and all that shit, right? Exactly. I didn't. I didn't fucking. I didn't know about the cartoon till way later. There was a. There's a live action movie or at least a TV series too. Yeah, there was. Yeah, like like I was like a little bit too old by the time the cartoon and all that r- rolled around. So like you know I was like you know I still went to see part two and all that, but but yeah I I didn't really. It blew my mind that uh, fucking Bill and Ted both did the the voices in the first season yeah. of the Bill and Ted cartoon. That's so crazy. They never do that. Yeah, like like they wouldn't even ask them uh, now. They'd be like, oh, oh, kettle chips in the background, and also a uh, Circle K. Uh, well, they weren't called Big Gulps because I think Seven Eleven had Big Gulp, but it was whatever the Circle. K. I like too how like like there's just like Doritos bags and like crumpled up in the bed and shit for Napoleon's Lane. Fucking just stoner bedroom over here. It's funny too. Like I don't know. Like let's bring this up real quick. So like. Like, Ted is, like, really, you know, they're both, like, kind of, I always took it as, like, metal guys, but, like, hard rock guys, whatever. And, like, 
this is really like there's Van Halen shit everywhere in their garage. There's a Van Halen poster. Ted's wearing a Van Halen T-shirt. There was a black light Van Halen fifty one fifty poster on the the ceiling right there. But like, if you were to go back and like listen to those those really the first two Sammy Hagar albums, which would have been out like around the time this movie was filmed and everything, mm-hmm. like they're not really like rock albums. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're really like like so i was like was this something where like van halen was referenced a lot in the script because they wrote the script in the early 80s and it was like they were thinking more like the the david lee roth like really you know the everybody wants some type of uh, van halen and then just by the time they filmed it like like yeah just throw all these van halen posters up there but it's like i really don't believe uh bill and ted would be into sammy hagar that much no offense to sammy hagar but exactly yeah, I don't know. Fucking, uh, it, it probably was. It was one of those things where it's like they just wrote. Apparently, Bill and Ted uh, was based on uh, like a, a comedic. Uh, uh, basically, it was like a stand-up comedy that the writers did. And yeah. there was originally a third guy who was part of it too, but he just got fucking. He he did not cut. The, he couldn't stick with the fucking uh, the Kino. Mm-hmm. vibes that bill and ted had he was the fucking he was like greasy the fucking the long lost IC, third icp member yeah he didn't realize that if he would have kept playing this his his character on stage that eventually these characters would be adapted into a film series in which none of the original guys played the characters Mm-hmm. the, the fun fact that there actually was a third insane clown policy member called greasy and he was like mm-hmm. fucking he was terrible listen to some of his shit it was like fucking how could it get any worse than like people were like how can it get any worse than just the normal icp members it's like it it did baby it did when they heard the rapping stylings of a greasy they didn't like it huh exactly exactly listen listen to a fucking icp in the high Mm. and fucking you'll hear some great greasy lyrical stylings which uh, also, too, going back with the early version of Bill and Ted, uh, they were improv stage characters, and then they were like, hey, we should write a movie around these two guys because they just like performing the guys so much and always talking like them. Originally, Rufus was like a 28-year-old guy still in high school, and he had a van that just traveled through time for no explanation, no reason, and that's how they went through time. Mm-hmm. And fucking, they had to change it because of Back to the Future or something. Yeah, yeah. The studio, like, once they optioned it in the studio, they're like, they're like, dude, you would like, we're ripping off Back to the Future so hardcore. Which, it's really weird because, like, even when I was a kid, we just like, mentioned that Back to the Future ripped this movie off. Well, they should have just done it anyway. We exactly. It's like, like they should have been like, who cares if Michael J. Fox is going to steal all our shit? We should just do it. But they got cold feet because they knew that Michael J. Fox was a big star on Family Ties. But um. Yeah, like, when when those two movies came years out, years apart, on top of, like, The Terminator was also a big 80s movie, like, it was just, like, kind of normal that time travels in movies in the 80s. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, you, like now you're like, oh, like, like this character in this movie has a beard, and look, 23 years later, this other character in this other movie has a beard. Complete ripoff. Like, people didn't really think like that back then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fucking, uh... This is good though because they're they're fucking high school kids. The first thing they do when they go back in time into the fucking old west, they fucking they go to get a beer and they don't even get carded, bro. Fucking that's the Kino shit. Yeah, I like it. I can't remember which one says it, but one says, "Hey, he didn't even card us. We got to remember this place." Like they're gonna t- time travel again, 
just to fucking <laughs> keep drinking this old watered down beer in the old west. Fucking Kino shit. The, the risk getting shot by like some yeah. pissed off Billy the Kid. The Billy the Kid shit in the movie, like I always loved it, but like it never really made sense to me how he comes in. He's like, I need two men to come with. Who's with me? And they're like, We're with you, Mister the Kid. But it's just like it, he makes it sound like they're going to go rob a stagecoach or something together. But instead, he just needs partners and playing cards. Hell yeah. Fucking he needs two guys that are going to help him for to fucking fix this card game. Yeah. And if, apparently the majority of this movie was shot in Arizona. It's supposed to, like it doubles real well for California. But like when you see their houses and the mall and all that shit, it's all in Arizona. But uh, apparently the like the, the main reason they did that was uh, this western town. There was a complete already built western town made for filming movies and TV shows, shows in Arizona. And so that's why. Which is funny because like when you watch this part, it's like such a short part of the movie. But mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> this movie does kind of play like a... Like the little vignettes, babe. Fucking, they're, mm-hmm. they're, now they're gonna go here and get this historical figure. So yeah, did we even talk about the plot? The plot of the movie. No, we should talk about it. <laughs> the plot of the movie is basically they get that they're gonna fail unless they pass their history report. So they they decide like we're gonna use this time machine that Rufus fucking George Carlin brought us, and we're gonna fucking go back in time and get a bunch of historical figures to take them to the future. Even as a kid, I was like, that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really bad idea. This is going to fuck everything up. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, like all the other time travel movies from the 80s were like, if you change one thing, the entire future will be destroyed. And this one's like, this, no, just like. <laughs> this movie doesn't give a shit. No, it doesn't. It's just like, yeah, go, go get them, take them to the future. It's no big deal. And then, of course, I always love this part, too, where their heads go through the wall. We see all the French whores in there. That's a fun gag. Our boy, uh, the Fox, man, he couldn't stop ripping off Bill and Ted because part three, he went back to the whole Wild West for the whole movie. You think that was like what they were doing? You think fucking Spielberg or uh, whoever it was? I can't even think of his name. Yeah, it was Spielberg and Zemeckis, yeah. Zemeckis. You think he was watching this movie? He was like, fucking Keno. Well, That's it, what we need to do. If you think about it, they because they shot Back to the Future two and three back to back. Back to the Future two, which is like probably the original sequel script they had laying around for years, it's nothing like Bill and Ted. And then Part three, like they just shot it at the end, like shot it back to back, just to add it on. Like, oh, we'll do one more. Like, yeah, it's totally just like if this whole sequence right here of Bill and Ted was a whole movie. That's all it was. That, that was them basically letting us in on the seat of the Illuminati fucking exposed. Like, fucking, we ripped off Bill and Ted, and we're just going to make it very clear for part three. We actually used the DeLorean, went in yeah. time, saw Bill and Ted, and then just fucking ripped it off. Now, here we're, here we're going back to ancient times to uh, Athens, Greece, where Socrates lived, or Socrates, as he's also known. And uh, do you think that maybe this is where Nelson Entertainment got their logo from? Like, it looks like where their their statue would be. It does. It does. You know, it's funny as a, as a kid, I I used to call, I used to say so crates whenever I'd see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would too. Movie. <laughs> or he says, "Hey, look him up in the book. It's under so crates." So crates, fucking Chad. But it, but it, I I think that probably comes from like a real thing of like kids in school. Because when you when you say Socrates, like you, everything's spelled phonetically, you know, in your mind. There, I don't know if this was how when you went to school, 
Zach, but they're like sound it out and spell it out. But like if you do that, you can misspell a lot of shits because you either you don't know kind of sophisticated pronunciation. So like yeah, so like you just for kids, it's just so great, and then you spell it perfectly. You know what I mean? Fucking exactly. Kids really got it all figured out. They we do. actually get stupider as we age. I actually kind of would agree with that because I've been having some tough times lately with just figuring some shit out and handling some shit. And I'm just like, I know I used to be smarter than this, but everything I forget. Like, I'm getting to that point where I'm just forgetting shit all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know who this actor is, but I always love the guy who played Socrates. He's a Chad. That was actually uh, his cock that we saw at the beginning in that logo. Called the Nelson for... Entertainment. Yeah, he, he was uncircumcised. For the photo uh, when they did it. He was uncircumcised. <laughs> that was just the foreskin standing up on the top. Yeah. Fucking the, the King Chad, I think. Oh, big time! I always like—I don't know—I always liked this guy. He's a cat. He's a king. <laughs> he's he's a king, Chad. I mean, I. I guess you can't really fake these things. So Dino De Laurentiis' company produced this movie originally um, before they sold it off. But, like, yeah, like, they flew all the way to Italy to shoot this. And, like, obviously this isn't just, like, out in the middle of nowhere anymore. Like, there was a busy city. So, like, they had an ADR, that whole thing. And uh, there was, like, traffic going by and all the Italians screaming at them because they were filming, like, fucking with them and shit. But like yeah, they it, like I think it's really only that part that they filmed in Italy too. Um, oh no, I think the I think this part too. I think the castle they did film in Italy as well. But um, this movie is half spaghetti. Fucking yeah. uh, Sp- spaghetti. You know how they have spaghetti westerns? You have spaghetti stoner comedy. Hell yeah! Fuck, is that a misconception? Everybody brings up like fucking Bill and Ted. They never they never mentioned smoking weed. Fucking, I think they're just airheads. Yeah, I I listened to the 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 writers thing and they were saying like yeah like they were never stoners it was always the third character Dan or whatever his name was was the stoner Fucking, they're they're just that, like airhead guys they're just from the valley they, they were straight edge they mm-hmm. they were like they don't fucks with Dan anymore fucking Dan mm-hmm. he got all hopped up on the weeds Dan had a weed problem yeah. exactly. That's a fifty-one fifty shirt he's wearing. You, uh, yeah, I never noticed. And they're all in the straight jackets and all the members of Van Halen. I never listened to Van Halen. I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only through my dad, but also like I remember when MTV was playing like Hot for Teacher and all that shit. And then when nineteen eighty four came out, it was huge. But like, yeah, like like my dad, like he just totally turned that shit off. Like I, I think the only album we ever had in the house, I think, was nineteen eighty four. We might have had like an older one, but I always remember seeing that that record album around. But uh, but yeah, like you just even, even if you didn't want to listen to Van Halen back then, Zach, you did because it was always. But with this, they always say too when Sammy Hagar, they like came or whatever. Like I don't know if it was just I always turned the channel and the. The videos came on but they were like oh yeah his hits were he was he they had way bigger hit albums with sammy hagar than he had david lee roth but like i don't know like i just remember like van halen being on the radio a lot more during the david lee roth era but that could just be my fucking young kid skewed memory you know what uh i call bullshit as an adult because they get these suits of armor and they don't immediately masturbate onto each other exactly because that's what you would do if you're really Exactly, like fucking, you're not, you're, it's never gonna touch you. Like fucking, uh, you've got nothing to worry about. It's the, 
It's just like being able to fucking completely saran wrap your body. Like, what would you do if you could saran wrap your entire body? You can, but like, fucking it assuming like, yeah. I always love the line that we're getting ready to get to. Yeah. It's so funny to watch because it's just like, how the fuck? How I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Watching it from the, like, is that, is it like, is that how real suits of armor work? Could you just see their clothes underneath it like that? Or was it? I, th- I think so. But you're supposed to be wearing like chain mail and everything underneath. That's right. That's right. But like your ass is completely exposed. Cause if you notice too, like you notice like the leg pieces and everything, like it's, it's stitched in, like they have to put them on. It's not just something you slip into. You know what I mean? <laughs> You can slip out of it pretty easily. Yeah, though, like, as we like find out. Yeah, he rolls down and he he just when he hits the ground he just flies out of it. <laughs> I fell out of my suit when I hit the floor. That's got to be the dumbest line ever written on, like ever filmed. Like you in know, any movie. you know what's funny? We never thought anything of it as kids, like whatever. <laughs> but I just remember, I remember like that's what happens in the movie because he says it right. So like I actually was like looking very closely at the suits of armor to be like, could you actually fall out of these? And I saw like their legs were all stitched up with like you know the whatever the the leather straps to keep the leg. I was like, oh yeah, like this was just some really fake shit. <laughs> like, and if I like, and what's funny too is even if I was Bill and I walked in and saw him laying there, I would have known like he's not in that anymore. Yeah. Well, not like that, Why but like he laying there. But you like how you out? said, like there, you see your jeans and everything through it. It's just like, it's like there'd obviously be giant gaps there compared to how it looked when he was actually wearing it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he was just laying there, like fucking uh, Michael Myers is at the end of Halloween. Like we know he's not in there. We know he's not in that suit. But but this this is kind of like yeah, Michael Myers. He just left the mask and the overalls, and he ran naked down the street to escape. <laughs> That's what he could have done. He he went back into his hospital gown, and, and no one would even know. They, they just be like, "Oh, this this dude, let's get him back to the hospital. He's sick. He's got a cold or something." They just take his clothes. They get him to yeah. the hospital, and he's like, "There's my clothes." He just puts them back on. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice the whole time. These are light. This fucking hey, guy's really light. I don't understand. I always love that line too. You killed uh, Ted. You medieval dickweed. That always stuck in my mind. Oh yeah. What what if he really did die there? Like how would the movie continue? <laughs> well, that was like a big thing too during the eighties. Like you had to fake kill somebody for like five minutes. Like how in ET they kill ET and he's dead, and you're like, oh, and you have to like deal with it for a couple minutes. And they're like, don't worry, like the person's still alive. It became such a like cliche that it's like we knew that he's not dead. Like why do you even fuck with us like that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's here's the thing where he's relieved to see that Ted's so alive, and then they hug, and then they say a word that you couldn't say now. Exactly. We couldn't say that now. Fucking basically, it's weird because it was always kind of a, a joke about homophobia. It was always right. kind of mocking homophobia. But it's like, yeah, you can't do that now. I remember, just... I remember when, yeah, when everybody was trying to cancel like everything in the world on Twitter a couple years ago. I remember people bringing this movie up, going, "Well, you know, that was uh, problematic from a time." I'm like, no, it was, <laughs> it was a fucking joke, like. Exactly. But uh, yeah, here we meet the princesses, and did you notice uh, our super Stacy Diane Franklin from uh, Better Off Dead is one of the princesses? The hot, the fucking, the sister we all want to fuck. Exactly. The sister we all want to fuck. You think she'd be okay with us calling her that? What if we, can we refer to you, Miss Diane Franklin, as the sister we all wanted to fuck? 
Well, it's it's fun. It's yeah, like if you because she does conventions. If you met her at a convention, you could get her to sign. You know, she probably I, wouldn't even know the reference. She'd be like, "What no, the fuck?" Yeah, like, but oh, no, nah, she does conventions. There's probably niece. like ten guys like bring it up. But I'm pretty sure she married one of the younger Delarentesis, and she probably met him through making this movie. But um. But yeah, like uh, you could look at, you could like get like a prop yearbook from Amityville High School, and then it's got her picture, and underneath it it says "Voted Hottest Sister." Hell yes, hell yes. I wonder if she'd even remember the the reference. Like, is that even a movie people remember? When probably. Oh I yeah, if, if, if you're doing that. horror conventions and that's like yeah. the only horror movie you were ever in, you're gonna have to bring those photos of you from it. You know what I mean? Exactly. See, I would have met her thinking like fucking Bill and Ted, fucking Better yeah. Off Dead, mm-hmm. fucking nice rhyming scheme to those two movies. I think they take place in the same universe now. Yeah, if only we could get our boy Savage Steve to uh, direct Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted 4, directed by Savage Steve. I would fucking come so hard. Mm. I know this old dude's probably dead by now, but the guy says, put them in the Iron Maiden. Like, I always, like, you know, like, when you're a kid and you just see, like, lines from trailers, like, nonstop, and you get burned in your head. Like, that dude's face and voice is so burned in my fucking brain, it's not even funny. Exactly. Fucking, if if we could, like, uh, you know that you can tattoo people. What if we could, like, actually start burning images into our eyelids so that every time we close our eyes we see them? I would consider getting him burned into my eyelids. Oh, that guy for sure. Or or uh, or Diane Franklin. Uh, oh, being Diane a hot Franklin. Stacy sister. I would and, get uh, a... just close your eyes and jack off. Yeah, I would get like a like a sexy stylized pinup tattoo like on my bicep of her, mm-hmm. and then instead of hot for teacher, it would say hot for sister. Like fucking uh, like little Pete from Pete and Pete. Exactly. You can make Petunia dance. Did you watch that show? <laughs> no. I was gonna say you're probably probably out of your age. Right? Yeah, I was, that was that was a pretty underrated up. show. Now, th- this scene here, and I never noticed any other scenes. I don't know if it's like, but there almost looks like Keanu's got like kind of bleach streaks or like some lightened streaks on the edges of his hair, like when he was laying with his head down to get chopped off. It was weird. Like I, I didn't notice it in any other scenes. They came in that that was uh, for reshoots, and he had already dyed his hair for. Uh, he was he was doing a. Uh, Private uh, Idaho or whatever. Fucking, he was doing um, uh, Evil Dead Two, uh, musical. Oh, okay. He was playing Ash. You sure it wasn't when he did Brotherhood of Justice? You ever see that one? I didn't. Yeah. Does he have a white streak in his hair? Did someone came on him? I I don't think so. I think he had shorter hair back then. That's actually uh, what, what do you think of the Rees as an actor? Do you, th- do you think he's just like fucking? He's do you think oh. he's a terrible actor? But he got lucky no. with this role. No, no, not at all. I think he's a great actor. And by the way, the the, the trailer for John I haven't watched it yet, but the trailer for John Wick Four came out today, and supposedly people are going fucking nuts. Which I didn't think there was much you could do more with just Keanu Reeves shooting people in the face. <laughs> but, but apparently <laughs> they've rev- they've changed the game, baby. No, I, always... I I liked the first one okay, and then ever since then it was just like okay, yeah. It, it became a cartoon, right? It's just the same movie again. Yeah, <laughs> and it is a little over the top too. Where all of a sudden there's like a big, a fucking he's basically a hitman from the hitman games. There's a big cult almost of like people above him, or like whatever. So so no so like, 
I think you can kind of see his his light. They're not bleached. They're like light and streaks. Like they had sun in his hair or something. But um, no, like I saw. I actually saw a lot of like around the time this came out theatrically on cable or wherever. I was seeing like a lot of his early movies. So like I knew him from River's Edge. There was one. Um, I'd have to look up his IMDb to tell you the name of it. But there's a couple early movies that like nobody really ever talks about. Like there's one with the uh, what's her name, Lori Laughlin. Where it's just like the whole night their prom goes wrong. It's like a big adventure. And then there's another one called The Prince of Pennsylvania. Where I think Fred Ward plays his dad or stepdad. So like I, I kind of like knew him as like a well-rounded actor. I think the problem is like. Because everybody's like all he ever does. Every every role he just says whoa. That's all Keanu Reeves ever does. I'm kind of like that's all like you ever watched. Like if you only ever watched Bill and Ted and then point break where he's like i am an fbi agent it's like he's supposed to be like a fucking like dummy quarterback like football guy pretending to be a surfer guy and he's in like southern california like the replacements the movie where he played a dummy uh, quarterback guy too that was a great he did he played another dummy quarterback so it's like but speaking of which i finally got off my ass and i ordered uh, in the last 48 hours i ordered a couple of more reeves classics to add to my oh, library yeah. I upgraded from the DVD of Point Break to the Blu-ray, and uh, I've never owned this film in any format, but I'm, I got a, a, a rare out-of-print Blu-ray copy of Chain Reaction coming in the mail, baby. Fucking uh, Chain Reaction with fucking him, and uh, fuck, uh, who, who, who's he co-starring? Our boy, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, and I, all I remember is on the back of the box, it showed them riding a Harley. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if I ever watched that one. I, I, I saw it in the theater and it kind of seemed like a home home movie at the time, but I just bought it because I want to see it again. And uh, uh, I mean, starring our boy the Reeves, but um, oh yeah, but like, but like, yeah, like I'm sure it'll be a masterpiece compared to the shit that comes out now. But like, no, like I mean, like I don't know, like just like mm-hmm. anybody, like like I, I, Zach, don't you think every every single actor with very few exceptions has limitations in terms of how much they can change their voice, how much they can change, how much they look like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I don't think he fucking, uh, he's just like the guy who's, uh, he, I don't know if he's a great actor, but he's like, he's really likable in pretty much everything. Right. But... I mean, I don't think anybody ever thought John Wayne was a great, great actor, but they thought he was great at playing himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or a version of himself. Same with Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, I take that back because Arnold Schwarzenegger he could act really. He he really showed his acting range in Twins. Oh yeah, fucking fucking Junior. Junior, he he like this man gave birth on camera. Exactly. First fucking, man. Very progressive. Very progressive. Yeah. See, then they put the shades on. Mm-hmm. This is a great scene where they they get to the futuristic place and they're listening. I assume they're listening to Wild Stallions. In time, we'll be dancing in the streets. Fucking, uh, I, I, I want, I, I want to live in the world where this is real so bad. Yeah. Where fucking Wild Stallions is the band, and fucking like you could, you could just go to a concert, watch them, and death, fucking, uh, be bopping around on stage. That would be awesome. We got we got a point out here too. Here's the real Bill and Ted, the writers. Um, exactly. They're playing, playing the waiters at the Ziggy Piggy uh, ice cream restaurant. Eat the pig, eat the pig, Ziggy, 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 Zig. A fucking fright rags put out those shirts for Bill and Ted. I got the the fucking Ziggy Piggy Dumb. fucking ice cream one and the 
That's I think that's the only one I got. Or and I got the uh, the, the the one that's kind of the poster. Mm-hmm. And I I was excited for like the the bogus journey. I'm gonna like I'm gonna buy fucking can't wait for that one. And then like they they put out uh basically I got one of them because it's like I didn't like two of the designs. I was just like fucking they looked a little too cartoony. Like you should have just kept to the fucking like uh, I I want the sh- I want a shirt of the, like the poster artwork. I mean what's funny is whenever I I watch that music video and. And I like this when he when they put the the pin on him and they... yeah they do like like this is donk because this is an ice cream restaurant that sells you giant bowls of ice cream and then makes fun of how fat you are for you actually eating it. You know, I was yeah once I remembered like oh fucking oh there there is a sequel I fucking I went to the video store uh the one a uh, different one that did have. I don't remember if I got it from a video store or if I just had to fucking find it somewhere and buy it. But then, like, once I saw the, the VHS cover, I, it, like, it was like a flash blast from the past. I remember seeing it all the time as a kid in, like, my favorite video store, Broadway Video, mm-hmm. but I never rented it. And I was just like, fucking, I remember that cover with them. Uh, well, I didn't have to see the cover because at the end of this movie, it shows the uh, the paper floating and it shows the the vhs cover and i was like that's the vhs cover fucking i used to see that all the time i was uh i always thought like is that like a sister act sequel <laughs> is that a sister act sequel why is Whoopi going wearing white face that's offensive i was like fucking yeah i should have rented it like fucking it just goes it's weird, like, when I was a kid, I didn't, like, uh, I didn't branch out of things I didn't know very often. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I rented, like, the fucking, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie, I rented Friday the 13th movies over and over again. Plenty of stuff I saw that uh, I thought looked interesting, but I was never willing to take a chance. Yeah, like, I mean, I would rent, like, shit, like, random, whatever, but I remember, too, like, I also rented, like, Transformers, the movie. The, you know, the original cartoon movie. I remember I rented that shit probably 10 times over the years. The only time I technically found something new and, like, the discovered things was, like, when I just, when my mom rented something. I'm like, oh, I, I got you something I think you'd like. And I'd always be like, I've never even heard of this. But then I'd watch it and I'd be like, this <laughs> you'd be is like, great. <laughs> you'd be like, Mom, how come you just didn't give me something I've seen before? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck my deal was. I, I probably just, I, I'm probably totally autistic. I, I fucking I, I I fear the unfamiliar. That that is the uh a, a, I don't want to call it something, but a, a a marker of being on the spectrum. Fucking I, I probably am. I probably am. It, it makes sense. Isn't it, makes it weird sense. though, like how music based this film is? All the Van Halen shit everywhere, and then Jane music Whelan, based and red build. It is, and then Jane Whelan from the Go Go's plays Joan of Arc here. But there's like Stacey. no like oh super Stacy even more Stacy now, if that's possible. But um, isn't she it weird? Been in the third one. Oh, she should have. She she should have like been the one that they married or whatever. But um, but like yeah, like isn't it weird that there's like no like well known bands on the soundtrack to this movie at all? Fucking, uh, I never noticed. <laughs> I never noticed. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. This is two heads are better than one. Fucking. Yeah. The the second one they had like fucking uh, like what was it, like Megadeth I think was on there. Oh, they had I'm pretty sure yeah they had Kiss, they had uh uh oh, wasn't yeah. actually what's it called um Faith No More. Faith No More was, was like in the movie yeah yeah. So this they probably did. It was probably one of those ones that came out and was like fucking. 
I always thought this chick that he like just like takes advantage, rapes, like fucking yeah. basically sexually assaults. I always thought like that chick is super cute. I was like, what a Stacy, yeah. what a Stacy. And he was like, eating that giant turkey leg. So the way he was kissing her, you can see like all the the turkey grease or chicken exactly. grease on her face. The, yeah. I thought the grease on her face made her hotter. Oh yeah, I can see that. I, I got a, I developed a fetish where I just want to see women eating like a big thing of fucking chicken, like all greasy and nasty, and then just fucking suck your dick or something. <laughs> I remember one of the reasons I didn't get Sorry. to see this in the theater, and like I remember, like even I was kind of like leery of it. I was like, oh, this kind of looks dumb from the trailers, you know. But I remember my dad saying, like, oh, it looks shitty. Like, the, the guy doesn't even look like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and I thought that was such a weird criticism of this movie. But, like, now when I see it as an adult, I'm like, I'm like, he does it? Like, I don't know if it's just me, but I thought that's exactly what Abraham Lincoln looked like. <laughs> I mean, he's got the mole. He's yeah. got the mole and the weird beard. Yeah, and the hair. Yeah. But uh, I, know, I know we're getting into, like, the time machine's broken. We should really be talking about the plot. But can we go back to Ziggy Piggy for a minute? Because I want to ask your opinion on something. Oh, yeah. So the, when they're in the Ziggy Piggy scene, um, Napoleon and uh, Ted's little brother, Deacon, uh, they're trying to keep Napoleon busy while the, the other guys are flying through time and shit. Um, and they bring in the big giant bowl of, uh, like, 50 scoops of ice cream. Like, I always thought it was weird because it was, like, orange and purple ice cream. And then they put in, like, like big full-size marshmallows just to, to kind of round out the bowl and kind of fill it up. And I was like, that looks weird. Like, that looks more like sherbet or some weird shit than ice cream. Because, like, when it melts, like, they show the bowl and the table being full of, like, chocolate goo. But you never see any chocolate scoops in there. I always thought that ice cream looked weird. See it in a high def, and, like, it's, like, not soft or melted, like, any of the ice cream at all. I think that and if you notice too, the actors like they don't it, it cuts and then they're like scooping the the chocolate like goo out, but you mm-hmm. never actually see anybody like eat the real ice cream, baby. I think that ice cream was fucking play doh. Looking at it in high def, it might have it might have been like just a prop, yeah. Because maybe so it, it was just, melt? like yeah. if they were in Arizona too, yeah. it probably would have been like yeah, we don't want it to melt. Just in between each take, it would have melted every time. Yeah. What what is your favorite uh, ice cream? Let's talk ice cream, baby. Let's talk ice cream. It's really hard because it's like I go in phases and I've had different phases <laughs> in my life. But um, I would say cookies and cream was a big deal when I was a kid mm-hmm. in the 80s, which that was kind of like the decade of cookies and cream. I don't know if it just came out at that time or what, but that was a hot thing. But That's as my a, favorite now. That's my favorite. Yeah, I've been getting it again lately, just different places. It's donk. Um, it, just, it just makes me want to fucking drown in a pool of my own comb. Exactly. Well, that too. I mean, well, anything like oh, a stiff breeze makes you want to do that. But um, mm-hmm. as an adult, I really got into mint chocolate chip. See, I've never tried the fucking. What? I think I think uh, for some reason uh, I remember. I, I probably tried it because at some point I was like fucking. I remember thinking it reminded me of like uh, toothpaste or something. Yeah, I like, like, I mean, it, just like cookies and cream as well. Each, like, brand or whatever tastes different. But, like, yeah, I love mint chocolate chip. Um, all... I, I, I used to mention, though, fucking, you might as well just get cookies and cream because then if you brush your teeth before you eat cookies and cream, it tastes like mint chocolate chip anyway. <laughs> you have both in one. In order to get Eddie Van Halen, we need a triumphant video. <laughs> That's what that joke you just did reminded me of. It was like circling back and circling around and like a snake eating its own tail for no reason. 
<laughs> what can I say? Everything I know about comedy, I've learned from Bill and Ted. Exactly. I always thought it's funny, like how they hand out the uh, the cans of the chocolate pudding to all the historical figures. Like, why did they buy like fifty cans of it at Circle K? Or like, did they really do they really go through that much of it? Just those two guys. There's a scene later, like whenever they're giving their history report, like, everybody's eating it too. Yeah. There's a, there's a shot where people are just eating chocolate pudding for yeah. no reason. Apparently, there was a deleted scene where they cut, uh, they they mentioned like everybody, everybody, you got chocolate pudding underneath your chair, and they fucking it showed like other them's or whatever, like they put they, yeah, like they, like the keys they, thing. They went back in time with chocolate pudding. We um, missed it a second ago. There was the Geico cavemen were in there. Do you see that, baby? Hell yeah! Exact same makeup. Guys. I know Kevin Yeager made these cavemen. I don't know if he did it for the commercials or not, but it had to be because they look exactly the same. He fucking did the effects for part two also. Fucking part Bill and Ted two is one of my favorite movies ever made. So I'm excited to do that movie for on this show. You know, I don't know why it's one of my favorite. It's so weird. You you know what's funny is like the thing that I really love from Bill and Pitt bill and ted part two that nobody like ever mentions about it never puts on a t-shirt i love the evil robot ones yeah <laughs> they're like my fa- I, was, I was like i kind of want them to actually kill bill and ted and then just have the movie be the evil evil bill and ted <laughs> you might as well it was already a pretty dark okay isn't that funny that they're like we're gonna take this movie where the, these kids go back in time we're gonna have a sequel where there's no time travel at all they're gonna go to hell they're gonna get killed and go to hell that like that's genius Speaking of which, I think my only criticism of Bill and Ted 2, and I don't know why this fucker was like the main guy to get for villains, but that Joss Ackland guy, he was like this super old 70-year-old South African guy. He played Mm -hmm. played the bad guy in Bill and Ted 2 and Lethal Weapon 2. He he coined the famous, well he didn't coin it, but he said the famous line, diplomatic immunity. And, And then like... Yeah, like, I just don't know why that guy was such an in-demand, like, villainous. Like, would it have been cooler if, like, they would have got somebody, like, young and cool and hip to be the villain in Bill and Ted 2 instead of, like, an old guy, you know what I mean? To me, to me, the villains in Bill and Ted 2 are just the evil Bill and Ted. I forget yeah. that guy exists, kind of. <laughs> Which, uh, this is funny, too. Like, I always liked it where the, the phone booth slams down on the hose and Missy, like, can't figure out why the hose turned off. Exactly. But, um... <laughs> This part of the movie is always funny because it's like uh, there, there's just like three or four um, uh, montages back to back. Yeah. They get there. They like they have a montage of them cleaning the house. We're going to utilize all these historical figures we got to clean the house so that we can go to the mall. And then they get to the mall. There's another montage. That's my favorite montage. Then there's the Waterloo montage. It's just like fucking montage. Montage is on top of montage. I don't know why, but like in this movie, especially this scene in particular, like, because uh, she also was a B movie actress around this time, but like the the lady playing Missy, she reminds me a lot of Tracy Lords in the scene. Oh yeah, I see it, baby. I see that. Especially if you see Tracy Lords and not of this earth, like it's pretty much they look, look like sisters. They should have uh, had them both in the, the third one. Yeah. Speaking of the third one, I don't know about you, but you know, after Bogus Journey kind of didn't do well at the box office, I was really hoping 30 years later I would get a Bill and Ted movie where they would basically get replaced by uh, women <laughs> or female <laughs> versions of themselves. I remember, I remember people. Well, was that a big deal when it came out? I remember, I remember when it came out. 
people were like, um, people liked the movie and they said like, oh yeah, I like that they didn't fuck it. They make it, they didn't make it woke. But then yeah. like within a couple of months, they were like, all of a sudden it, it got rebranded as like, oh no, it was woke. Did you, did you notice that? I didn't really notice that. I just noticed that like, I did see people being like, well, it's so cool that they made, uh, you know, Bill and Ted replacements for the next generation. And I'm like, you're telling me that those two girls fucking Samara Weaving and, uh, our girl Bridget Lundy Payne or whatever. You're telling me they're going to want to go film three or four more stoner dude? Like, like they're never coming back. Like, even if they did a part four now, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter would come back, but those two girls would never come back. I thought the way they tied it up was actually pretty clever. Like, oh, oh yeah, it's not... Because uh, people... I remember there were a lot of people that were shitting on it because, like, oh, they fucking... Uh, they retconned the entire first movie and second movie because like oh yeah they're supposed to be this great band and all this and it's like technically fucking rufus says that they bring uh they they unite everybody in universal harmony so in a way is it was like fucking it was clever that they like uh just flipped that it's like oh no it, it wasn't that they were just a great band it was just like they got everybody to play uh, the song together and it's like oh okay that's clever but like really the only thing they retconned is the end of the second movie where it shows right. all the newspaper clippings and really like that was done in like post-production and it had nothing to do with any of that like the writers didn't even know that was getting done it was kind of a studio thing I guess. well also too like even this movie though how it shows them like strumming the shit like they're not like old ass men when they're doing that you know what I mean mm-hmm. exactly my my um uh, for me the third one I, I was like fucking i was so excited like i remember when i was a kid i was like i wanted to be a director because i wanted to make bill and ted three because they're never gonna make it yeah. fucking they made they made bill and ted two like fucking like two or three years after the first one fucking uh, i was just like i i don't think they're ever gonna do a uh, part three fucking one day i'm gonna be a director i'm gonna fucking do that i'm gonna make bill and ted three i'm gonna make pet cemetery three i'm gonna bring back eddie furlong oh boy imagine we crossed universes because exactly. we we are starting the distribution label as soon as we get enough funding for reefs for Erlong classics exactly we, we should just make pet cemetery three starring keanu reeves and eddie furlong that would be amazing well, the plot could be basically he's uh what if he's going back and he's digging up Drew Buddy's fucking body because he wants to like bring him back because he had a question to ask and like but we'll just put a we'll we'll de-age him and put in like a fake little scene that wasn't really in the first movie but we'll pretend like fucking where he asked him a question he's like I'll tell you uh later and then he died before he's, so he digs him up because he needs to know or something we'll we'll think of something we'll think of something. No, yeah, I I like Bill and Ted three. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like it's one of those things where it's like, it's like it's a shame Disney didn't produce this because they would have ex- done the exact same thing that they basically did. <laughs> it does kind of seem like a Disney movie, yeah. just because everything's in front of a green screen. That, that's yeah. what, basically the the like. What's so great about the, I love the second one because it's like fucking. They took the first one and did like exactly the opposite, and then like part three kind of just seems like a greatest hits of one and two. Yeah. Where I was, I was kind of like, I kind of just wish they would have done something we never saw coming. What if the whole movie was just a fucking prison movie? <laughs> like they're in prison the whole movie. Yeah, like, like it, it, and I, first of all, I never understood like why they had a problem getting a budget or whatever when Keanu and Alex Winter were coming back and all that. It's like, do, wouldn't the studio like you know? But like, I kind of wish they would have like tailored the movie to the lower budget, like because like 
I can't remember like the one part, but like the one part where like they go to the one like reality or whatever, where like they're just sad, kind of like guys mm. playing that little gig in like that little fucking hole in the wall bar or whatever. I was like, I kind of just wanted to see a, a, a movie of just them, like, not even running around doing shit, just them, like, being older, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, fucking, uh, it, it felt like, uh, it felt like, uh, what a lot of sequels are doing, where they just kind of play it safe, and it's like, we're gonna kind of do what the other ones did, and kind of make it a soft reboot, in a way. Yeah. And, like, I, I know it sounds like I was shitting on the daughter characters, I actually really like the daughters, like, a lot. I, I just one of those things good, where yeah, I, I just wish like it, the movie would have been the four of them, like, mm-hmm. or even See, the I... princesses. Like, it's stupid to have them still be married to the princesses, but then the princesses don't do anything. I was hoping that the Blu-ray was gonna like have like a longer, like, two-hour version that it where like the princesses are doing their own adventure and it's kind of like cutting back and forth, and we're getting more, and then like the fucking like uh, the 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 daughters are kind of like. They're having their adventure, which is more like Bill and Ted one, and then the mm-hmm. princesses have theirs, and then the fucking Bill and Ted, and like fuck, like yeah. Then the the Blu-ray came out, and it was just like there was no fucking deleted scenes or anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh, here's your bare, bare bones, shitty Lionsgate thing. But um, yeah, like I also thought it was lame too that like honestly like like I like I know I'm pretty sure the princesses were like always played by different girls in each movie, but like. Oh, like so i wasn't mad that they didn't get the original actresses but i thought it was lame that they had to get actresses that were like 10 to 15 years younger than they always do that they They, always well why do they do that yeah it's just like dude it's like we can handle an older keanu reeves we can handle like the princesses being older women too you know what i mean there's lots of stacy older you know i say older they're not i mean they're not older to me but you know what i mean like older than like teenage age or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. exactly Fucking weird double standard. It's a yeah. weird double standard. The the men are allowed to be as old. Fucking, uh, th- th- there's that like thing people talk about where they're like, fucking, well, it makes sense because men get better looking. And oh, this, this is an objective. People talk about it like fucking beauty isn't like in the yeah. eye of the ball. <laughs> like, yeah. no, objectively, men, uh, the wrinkles look good on men. It's like, dude, yeah. that's, not, that's not true. Like, no. fuck, basically we assume men look better because like fucking women think women say that men look better. We yeah. say for some reason, men have decided to fucking like uh women hit a wall when they turn 30, which is yeah. really that's so ridiculous. Up. No, it's like, it's not like, I it's like, I mean, not like I'm crying over it every night, but I know for a fact, I looked a lot fucking better 20 years ago than I do now. <laughs> fucking objectively men do not look better older. No. fucking old people don't look better than young people it's just that women are more accepting of men yeah they're not as shallow <laughs> they don't get mad at you for aging mm. it's, it's pretty shitty it we, we got let's sing another song boys this one's growing old and bitter <laughs> who, says, Ana- who says that <laughs> another Leonard Cohen reference, but okay. the first Leonard Cohen reference wasn't even recorded. That was before we started recording. Yeah, it was, it was before we started recording. This is this is my favorite. Uh, Jonah work. Yeah, fucking. I remember. I never heard this song uh, until watching this. Uh, fucking. I forget what it's called, but it's got this crazy guitar. It's, like, it's a modern solo. interpretation of Mozart. Yeah. Do you wanna play? 
By the way, I love how they took like a conqueror, murderer, rapist, Genghis Khan, and made mm-hmm. him into a lovable cartoon style character for this movie. I mean, this is like the most violent. He, he he's got a baseball bat and he hits the fucking mannequin's head off. Yeah. I always love that scene because it's the most close to what Genghis Khan in the modern day would really be like. <laughs> With a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> well, what's funny too is is like the real version would be he would like knock the head off the baseball bat and then he would knock the heads off the security guards trying to stop him. Hmm. I I remember he- hearing this though, and I was like, I thought fucking Moats or uh, a beef oven was uh, playing. Like he he's got these new modern. The scene we're watching is where they're in the in the uh, mall and basically Joan of Arc is fucking doing the calisthenics or whatever it's called. Fucking uh, Beethoven's like yeah. fucking around on the Robots. the newer keyboards with the fucking all the updated synthesizer modulation. Yeah, exactly. So when... they're they're causing havoc before they get thrown in jail for the third act. Which is which is weird too, because like I get all the other modern figures because they basically interrupt shit and cause trouble, but Beethoven gets dragged away <laughs> because he's like playing keyboards really well and bringing a huge crowd to this music store. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Maybe it's just because he's one of them. It's like yeah. he's guilty by association. Yeah. It's like you look like you fucking came in with those weirdos that are dressed up funny. By the way, like usually I don't nitpick <laughs> shit like this in movies. <laughs> But like, I never, uh, dude, I never noticed that they actually gave him a fucking sign that said Socrates. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Socrates. I said Socrates by accident, ironically. But uh, but I like how like the whole movie Missy's driving around in like a Ford Mustang LX convertible, being cool. And then when the plot needs it, because they need to get all the historical figures in one car, all of a sudden she has a spare station wagon she can drive around. Mm-hmm. I, I always loved like this scene too for some reason this scene was like really memorable as a kid it's like oh yeah it's fucking interesting but it's like it's very half-baked when you watch it yeah. now and even the writers talk about how half-baked <laughs> when they when they talk about they're like they were talking about how, how like uh when they were shooting the end like whenever mm-hmm. um like the fucking whenever they're doing their book report and shit, it's like they were talking about, like, how, why didn't they shoot some scenes where, like, it, it showed the people using, like, controlling the lights were, like, Bill and Ted, like, just, yeah. like, them going back and helping out their older selves. But, like, they just didn't have the time. And apparently that happened basically with every fucking movie because COVID uh, fucked up reshoots uh, for the third one, too. Yeah, COVID just, I don't know, man. There's so many movies that, because um, what was the other movie, too? There's another, I mean, there was just a movie I watched the other day that was like another, like, oh, we waited so long to do this sequel. And then when we did it, like, we fucked it up because of COVID. So there couldn't be anybody there. Mm-hmm. But, um. What, what if, COVID, like, all those years I was waiting for fucking Bill and Ted 3 to happen, COVID, like, really fucked it up. Really, like it could have like uh, they were talking about like uh, they had like reshoots ready to do, but then they just basically they just had to edit the movie without the reshoot. They they wanted to do more with like yeah. the third act and kind of like have more scenes of them. Apparently, <laughs> in an early version of the script, the the, the third movie was going to like be a Christmas movie. It was going to take place around Christmas, <laughs> and yeah. then whenever they whenever they're thinking that they're brainstorming on how they're going to like how can we get fucking instruments to all these people in one night and they're like i don't know ted but i know someone who can <laughs> <And> fucking santa claus shows 
<laughs> that would be fucking awesome. That would have been fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would have been funny. It would have worked. In the in the but in a way, there's a part of me that's just like, oh, I'm glad they didn't because there's another part of three that was a Christmas movie, uh, Friday after next, and that's a turd. That's a turd. Friday after next is a turd. You think? Friday after next. I always I I never liked it as much as the first two. Yeah, I mean, to, like to me, there's a, the, the between Friday and Friday two, like there's a huge drop off. But I didn't think there was much like that big of a drop off between two and three. Although there is a drop off for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it now. Yeah, this really is the Marty McFly. Like Zemeckis is a plagiarist thief, man. Like Back to the Future two, how he's sneaking through the high school dance and he's seeing himself play. And the, uh, you know, they they took that off on off of Bill and Ted having to hide the keys. Just the only difference is they don't, this film is so expertly made, they don't bore you by showing Bill and Ted sneaking around in the background nonstop. What's so funny, too, is uh, I, I actually, <clears throat> I saw um, Back to the Future 2 after I saw Bill and Ted. Because, mm. Like, I, I never knew Back to the Future had any sequels. Like, cause my dad loved Back to the Future, and he got me into it. He never told me there were sequels. He just he just had the first one. Fucking, I watched it all the time. When I found out there was a Back to the Future two, I was like, holy shit, fucking, I have to see this. And then there was a part three. Uh, I think I heard so much about part three not being good, like, cause everybody was just like, fucking, Back to the Future three is bad. And it was probably mostly just because it was like a western. Yeah. And, uh, so I just assumed like, oh, people talk about uh, the sequels being bad. But then when I watched part two, I was like, how the fuck? This this uh, like I, when I first saw Back to the Future Part Two, I thought it was better than the first one. Like now, I oh, think I the love first it. one. Yeah. I think the first one's the best now. But oh like, yeah. But at the time kid, when you're a kid and you see Back to the Future Two and they go to the whatever year it is 2015 or whatever, like that shit's awesome. <laughs> so futuristic. Will we ever make it to be? Will we ever make it to 2015? Apparently not. All, the cool... all that dank ass shit in there, like, isn't it? Like, what? If, isn't that so cute that we, like we thought the future was gonna be so much cooler? <laughs> I really so... don't think anybody thought that for that particular movie. I think it was just like, let's make something cool. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. But you, I'm, I'm, this has nothing to do with Bill. By the way, I love the the Mohawk guy getting arrested. He's just sitting there smoking a cigarette in the middle of the police station. But um, that's how 80s this movie is. But um, mm. I'm so old. I remember the day I went to see Back to the Future. Because like, th- this is this is how like not in the internet age I grew up in. So like my dad was always off Wednesdays and Thursdays, right? And uh, we would always drive around. Like my dad would take the, uh, the movie time section from the paper. We would get the paper every Sunday. Pretty much just to get the movie times, honestly. Because I don't remember anybody really reading it. And um because unless you wanted to call a movie theater and listen to the recording that was like the only way to get the the movie time so like we would um we would uh drive around on his off days with the movie section with the times in it in the back seat and like whatever we would go do like if we were going shopping or going to eat or something and then you would have the paper and it would tell you all the theaters on the times and it would be kind of like oh like what what closest theater is has it playing next and like i remember like me my mom and my dad went out to eat and then after we ate, we got in the car and we looked at the paper like, oh, so-and-so has a plane at this time and we went to it. And it's just like, I remember watching that movie and then like by the time it came out on video, by that time everybody had seen it and everybody was taping it off HBO and shit and re-watching it over and over with my friends. And when they tease 
the fucking end uh that you know back to the future 2 is basically coming mm-hmm. whatever it was that 3 4 year like block of time oh my god it, it was just like cuz you know 2 years later you're like oh i guess they're never fucking making it that sucks well how come they never make it it was such a big hit and it was like when they're finally word came down the pike that back to the future 2 was coming like fucking all the kids my age man we were just coming hands free like all day every day like you you, oh, you yeah. couldn't even believe that and ter- that and i'd say terminator 2 were like the sequels that were like holy shit i can't believe what a time to be alive like we're only alive for 100 years or so on this tiny speck of dirt uh you know flying through the universe but we were alive when back to the future 2 came out and terminator 2 and terminator 2 that that it's kind of funny when you think about because we're so early in like we're in a way we're in the infancy of cinema like there's so much stuff that's going to be made long after we're gone but like i'm fine being being uh alive whenever fucking terminator 2 and yeah because <laughs> uh, there's never like like to like today the biggest sequel of this decade is coming out what came to forever but is it really going to be that big of a deal? Is it really going to be that great? You know what I mean? I hope it is, but, I mean, come on. It'll never live. What are they going to do? Didn't the guy that played the character die? Are they just going to recast him? Uh, I don't want to say any spoilers, but I did hear what they did. But everybody, but no, they, they didn't recast them. The character is just, he died in real life, so he you know, he died in the universe or whatever. So oh. when, when, After, I after we're done reco- recording, I'll, I'll tell you how they killed him off, and you'll laugh. <laughs> i can just imagine yeah. uh, i guess it's a uh, more respectful than just deep faking them through uh another franchise of movies well all i gotta say is uh it's it's disney being disney it's the only way they know how to make a movie in 2022 so that's what they did but yeah, we need to talk about... I feel like we're jipping the audience, man. I was so excited to do Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and we hardly talked about the movie, but it's like, we're just sitting here talking. I think and we like, did. I'm I just, think we did. I'm just, yeah, just, I'm just watching just, the movie, man. It's like, it's so good. Fucking, uh... You can't, like, watch a time travel movie and not bring up other time travel movies. It's like yeah, a rule. It's the You paradox. got to, But yeah, I was, like, watching all the, like, behind-the-scenes shit today while I was working, and, like, they were saying that the original ending that they started to shoot, and they just, like, stopped, and they called the studio, and they're like, hey, we need more time and money, because originally it was, like, they just came into the classroom with all the people, and they all came in, and Bill and Ted just sat on the desk, like, yeah, yeah, look at how awesome we are. And, like, (laughs) even the, like, the gussied-up version where they're, like, participating, they're like, oh, we got to rewrite it so Bill and Ted are actually, like, part of the presentation and make it grander, make it this big stage show. But, like, even if you would have brought the real Socrates and, like, supposedly the teacher was going to be like, where'd you get these actors? And, like, oh, they're not actors. They're like, oh, yeah, whatever, like, whatever. But even if you, like, brought these people in, isn't it just, like, you got, like, 10 people to come do your report for you? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I always thought as a kid, too. Yeah. But he, it's just like you know in real life they would have just been like, his teacher would have been like fucking. They're even saying things like Bill and Ted would. They're fucking yeah. saying salad dressing dude and shit like jokes like <laughs> that. Like they would have gotten an F. But it's just like in the movie, it's just like whatever. I'm giving it an A. It's like there's something so fun and whimsical and positive about these characters. Yeah. It's fun. 
That's that's probably my favorite joke from the movie uh, is early on when they're when the teacher tells them that if they fail they're gonna flunk and he says he says you've been here all semester all year and he says so basically all you've learned that Caesar was a salad dressing dude exactly <laughs> exactly Noah's wife that's my favorite yeah Who Jonah Bart Jonah Bart. <laughs> So like this is crazy on the behind the scenes, baby. See see the weapon that Genghis Khan has. Mm-hmm. Originally, he was supposed to be swinging around that club, which was just like a fake rubber club that they made for the movie. And um, the guy was like, because they're shooting in Phoenix, and the guy was like, you know, this isn't going to work. Like I'm a real martial artist, I can do like some impressive visual moves, but I need a different weapon. He's like, I got the perfect weapon back in my house in Los Angeles. So they paid for him to fly back to Los Angeles, get that spear thing, and fly back. <laughs> what a king. What a king. You know what I just realized, too? Fucking Joan of Arc is in this movie. The, the, fucking uh, Leonard Cohen had a song called Joan of Arc. He did. It was the, the, the final track on uh, Songs of Love and Hate, uh, Kino. Fucking, what's uh, the, what's what's the correlation it, between Leonard Cohen and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Fucking, I I forgot. I I forgot. I couldn't but figure it out. The, they're eating the. the right pudding. there. They're eating yeah. the pudding. Eat the pudding. Which, like, because you said they they cut those scenes out, were showing that they they put the pudding under the chair. So like, you're just supposed to believe that every kid in San Dimas eats that pudding. Exactly. That's a good. What what's the best pudding? I don't even know if I've eaten pudding. You know, I probably haven't eaten pudding since I was a kid. Actually. I actually had to eat it a couple months ago a lot when I got my tonsils out, believe it or not. But um that that dude when he was doing that like little jig with the fucking uh, spoon. with the spoon, he yeah. had Miguel Nunez Jr. vibes. He did very strongly. Some about like it looked just like Miguel Nunez Jr. when he's like uh when they're in that scene in the fucking Return of the Living Dead where the fucking half torso lady and shit. Oh, okay. I was gonna actually gonna go with Demon from Friday the thirteenth part five when he says, Damn, I got a shit because of the enchiladas. Oh yes, what a king! You know, I heard somebody t- say a story that they they went to meet him and get his autograph uh, at a convention. And he was just sitting at the desk, bored on his phone. He didn't care. I think I know who you're talking about. I think yeah, I, I, I mean, like yeah, but um, you think he should have been? I think he should have been more excited to meet that motherfucker. <laughs> so you're telling me. At whatever convention in the middle of nowhere, the star Juana man should have been. <laughs> That's kind of. I remember when I used to listen to their show and they used yeah. to talk about some of their negative experiences with with guests. I was like, this doesn't sound that negative. It just sounds yeah. like they're a person. Yeah. <laughs> like they couldn't wait hand and foot on him for a second. It's so funny. Talk about a random thing. I can't believe you actually knew what I was talking about. <laughs> they talked about him like he was just the biggest asshole, and it's like all he did was look at his phone. Look. I, I feel like this was the biggest cum shot of the trailer where Abraham Lincoln goes, party on, dudes. Oh, yes. He but, says. Like, why does he even put his arms up like that? If, if I'm ever present, look how look how his eyes look there. I know. It's like the the Slender Man or whatever. The fuck. Yeah, he had, he had like a fucking uh, uh, Coffin Joe vibes on that top hat. <laughs> Coffin Joe presents the history of America. 
<laughs> Someone needs to Photoshop his fucking nails real long. Did you know apparently it's like a big cult thing when the football player guy, when he was giving his speech and he screams San Dimas High School Football Rules because he gets nervous? That's like mm-hmm. a big cult line that people say okay. from this movie. I always did remember it as a kid for some reason. I don't know why. Is San Dimas a real place? I'm pretty is... sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I want to say they took they they basically changed or, or, or they took a, a real place and just changed a couple letters to make it sandy. Uh, I forgot. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Uh, I'll look it up, but I always thought it was a real place, and I live in California. I should know. Yeah, dude, it's in the San Gabriel Valley. Oh, okay. See, I lived in the San Fernando Valley. So, see, I'd like to see uh, the original. Because uh, a lot of stuff was cut out of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm-hmm. There was like a, a magazine that came out around the time. It was kind of like a Fangoria. I don't, it might have been Fangoria where they actually showed like scenes that ended up getting cut from the movie. Uh, a lot of stuff in hell. And there was like fucking, uh, 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 they had to redo the third act for that movie too because uh, they originally had the um, all the the monsters from hell like, come into the real world and mm. started chasing them as they're trying to get to the battle of the bands that would be awesome it's like i remember a time when their movies were actually popular not like now where they're not popular but um i remember a time there was like so many mag- movie magazines besides fangoria there was starlog cinefantastique like mm. premiere it could have been one of those too yeah but I think you're right. I think it was Fangoria because I think I had a lot of I had a bunch of uh, issues where they talked about it and it's, they showed a lot of the station creatures and then for some reason they would always put pictures of hell in there even though it's just a guy painted white. Oh hell, baby! Did you know about the uh, the scene that was supposed to come after this? Like this is like technically the last scene of the movie, but originally there was going to be another one where they were at the prom with the princesses. They even shot it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's Never that picture where they have like tuxedos that they cut the legs off of. Hell yeah. Fucking Diane Franklin, big yeah. Stacy. And this scene, the way they made her hair up, like amazing. What a Stacy. I like how, how too, could... the, the, they were like, and he Rufus gave us credit cards. Like, who's paying the bills on those credit cards? Fucking uh, the all the people in that cool place with the fucking, the, the, the guy from, uh, Fucking Bob Seger. Twenty forty K Bob Seger. Back in twenty forty. Did you notice on the print, baby, when they hold like the C D thing, it's just like held together by like tape and shit. And there's actually like a, a, a dirt scratch over his fingernail, like from the print of where they composited all that together. I just noticed the hand for the first time. I, I yeah. swear, I've always just noticed the ca- the album cover, but now yeah. I notice how steady he was keeping his hand there. Yeah. <laughs> for them to uh, you know, Rotoscope that shit onto there. Mm-hmm. Who do you, you think it was really the Keanu's hand? The Kimu's? No, not at all. Probably not. Yeah. Didn't look like his hand. Didn't look like the fucking. I know his hand. Mm-hmm. I've seen it plenty of times. I know you, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, underrated Keanu fucking classic. I love you to death. Have you ever seen that movie? I don't think so. Fucking black comedy, fucking where Chris Klein—I think that's his name—fucking mm-hmm. they they put uh, brown face on him and he plays an Italian guy. Really? And, uh, uh, I don't remember. If he, I don't remember if they put brown face. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm being a, 
trying to be funny here. I'm trying to be funny, but like fucking, <laughs> he shows up in the movie. He basically it's about uh, a lady that finds out her husband's cheating on her, and she decides she wants to kill him, and so she she hires uh, Chris two, Klein, uh, Kevin drunkers. Klein, baby. Oh yeah. She hires she hires two drunk guys from the bar, and he's one of them. He's basically playing Ted, but he's got like a shaved head or something. Oh shit! I have seen this like way back on video. Yeah, because it's Tracy Ullman. She wants That's to get rid. Of, yeah, like Kevin Klein acts like a super Guido guy. Oh yeah, and and fucking uh, Phoebe Cates has a, an uncredited cameo. Big stage. Thank. I gotta see this guy. I'm looking at the poster. They don't even have Keanu on the poster. Exactly. I don't no. think it's on Blu-ray. I have it on Voodoo. Nice. Yeah, I I don't think anybody ever came out with it, but I, I want to see that movie. It was always on cable on HD, but I never seen it like for sale. That I think it's called The Prince of Pennsylvania, where Keanu, uh, he's like a high school dropout who's shacking up with this older woman who runs like basically like a Dairy Queen like ice cream stand. It's really what weird. What a fucking Chad. That's the life. I know. <laughs> He gets all the free ice cream he wants, I bet. Yeah. I think there's even, like, a scene where, like, he's sleeping in, like, the little booth, like, the Dairy Whip booth or whatever the fuck it is. Fucking king. Baby, we, we can't forget the legendary actor that was almost in this film. Who who was that? Uh, he lost the role to, I think, Keanu, or maybe it was Alex Winter, but... Oh, he, yeah. Uh, our, our boy, uh, Paul Montgomery Shore. Paulie Shore was gonna be, and if you hear him tell the story to Burt Kreischer on YouTube, like I did today, he claims Bill and Ted was based on him, baby. Fucking what a Chad! What a Chad! Did you see the uh, the uh, audition footage where he's with? Oh, while back I did, yeah. (laughs) I think I think they made the right choice. Well, there's also the weird thing too that like Keanu and Alex Winter auditioned for months before they officially gave him the job, off and on. But when mm-hmm. they auditioned, they were always playing the opposite roles. And mm-hmm. then it was like, so when they cast them in the movie, they're like, okay, yeah. Keanu was like, I'll play Bill. You know, I guess I'm playing Bill. And Alex Warren was like, I guess I'm playing Ted. But like, they had actually cast them in opposite roles of what mm-hmm. they had auditioned for. So they were confused when they got the movie of who they were playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fucking. What if, what if he would have played Bill? What if that would have became the archetype? Like, now he fucking they couldn't have said he was only in movies where he says whoa yeah if he would have been bill unless like he would have just like fucking played bill more like ted because it's just him well what would have happened to keanu if it was Polly Shore? like he would have just like i don't think keanu would have still made it big eventually but he just wouldn't uh, it would have took him a couple more years because even after bill and ted bill and ted was one of those like weird things where it was like you know how like you get famous in a horror movie but like like Hollywood still doesn't respect you. I still like Keanu still had to work his way up because it wasn't like after Bill and Ted, Keanu just starts. Like Keanu was already starring in like teen role movies where it's like nobody was really a star in the movie. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't like like studios were giving Keanu leads after Bill and Ted's. It was like shit. Speed came out what five years after? It's five or six years mm-hmm. after, you know. I one I love Point Break because I love the ending scene because that that was a reshoot the ending scene mm-hmm. and fucking basically they shot that he literally just came he left the set for Bill and Ted Bogus Journey and to do the reshoots and he's literally just he's he's Ted and he's yeah. Viacondias fucking Viacondias 
What a king. What a king. And I like how the cops run up and they're like, what are you doing? You got to arrest this guy. He's not coming back. <laughs> Brody. <laughs> Such a Kino film. Such a Kino film. I actually really like the ending, the point break. And I guess we probably should save this for when we do it eventually. But like um, on another edition of Reeves Classics. But um, I actually really like the ending because, like, in, in in reality, like, in the film, it's supposed to have take some place, like, some months later. And it's, like, obviously it was a reshoot. So, like, it actually works that, like, his hair is different. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it feels like some time has passed. He was on his fucking uh, Ted Theodore Logan vibes. Exactly. Scenes from War and Peace, courtesy of Paramount Pictures. Yeah, that was the Napoleon shit back in Waterloo when they were fighting. They had mm-hmm. to just use stock footage for that. Even as a kid, I noticed that was stock footage. But oh yeah. well, it had had a charm to it. But no, like watching this again, and it's like it sounds silly to say this because I've watched this movie so many times as a kid on VHS, and I always loved it. Like it was always like, oh, this movie's way better than it even gets credit for. But it's like watching it now as a fucking old grown ass adult. It's just like this movie's like so well made. It's so charming. It's so joyful. It's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking like Stephen Herrick, he knew he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they made the right call with the casting too. But like, it, it kind of was creeping in my mind a little bit. I got to be honest, um, that like, oh, wouldn't have been cool if Polly would have been like the younger brother. Like that way, he still could have been in it. You know what I mean? Just fucking, he he's literally just as old as Ted, if not yeah. a little older, but just dress him up like a child. He's hanging out with like, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> just he, keep 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 the friends of the little brother the same age, yeah. just have an adult yeah. poly. Which we didn't talk about Deacon a lot, but like, yeah, he 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 was a young chick because he was there. There's two uh, little grade school girls always following him around. He he must have fucking he must have just had dick for days exactly because this is the first time i noticed it too the scene where bill and ted go to the the baseball field to talk to him and be like what'd you do with napoleon and he's like oh he's a dick we got rid of him like if you like i didn't notice it but off to the side of the baseball field there's like a, a picnic bench and there's like those two girls are there like waiting for deacon i'm just like damn like he had both these girls like enslaved do you think he deacon was just like a gay boy he could have been a gay boy. They could have just been friends. No, I think he was like the 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 little brother and better off dead when they they opened the door and he's like the twelve year old boys like surrounded by all the hookers and shit. I think he was more like that. What a king! What a king! Yeah, he probably you... just <laughs> no no never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Did you know any kids like that in in school? Fucking like what? Just always hung out with like Stacys. Not really, not at all, yeah. to be honest with you. Like, I mean, I kind of went to probably a different type of school than most people. Like, I mean, it was a regular public school, but, like, where I lived, it was, like, like 10 miles. Like, it was rural, so it was, like, kind of everybody was, like, from around, like, the radius of space. So, like, until really you got to, like, junior, senior high, nobody had a car. So it's, like, a lot of times, like, you would only really see the kids that you knew from school that lived in your neighborhood. So, like, there really wasn't, like guys and girls hanging out all the time like i'm sure if somebody like lived in a city and stuff they probably would meet up with friends at the mall and shit but yeah i didn't really grow up like that unfortunately mm-hmm. look at the movies lied to us they did lie to us because in the movies everything's like within walking distance and it's like some shit where like everybody's like hanging out all the time you know what i mean mm-hmm. fucking it's a beautiful thing really it's a beautiful thing when it, when it all comes down to it 
It is. So do you have any parting words for uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Fucking Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. This this movie was a big part of my childhood, baby. Fucking, yeah. uh... It, it's... It, it, for some reason, I always... I love the fucking characters Bill and Ted. Like, yeah. if it was up to me, they would have made, like, 80 fucking Bill and Ted movies. Yeah. But it just wasn't meant to be. I mean, honestly, like... I mean, Bill and Ted Face the Music is cool and stuff. But, like, how they made one, like, really... Because, I mean, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure took a couple years to get released after they shot it. I think a year and a half, if not two years so like they really made like an 80s bill and ted and then like with the bogus journey it was like early 90s like i think maybe even 90 itself so it's like i always thought they missed the opportunity by like not making like the early 2000s bill and ted movie you know what i mean or like they mm-hmm. still would have been like youngish you know what i mean mm-hmm. in an alternate reality what could have yeah. been baby Baby, what 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 is it with the uh, what do you call it the MCU de aging shit where they turn everybody young for the superhero movies? Maybe we can do it. They could, they could, fucking, they did that for a commercial, didn't they? With Bill and Ted or somebody else? It wasn't there a Bill and Ted, or, or no Bill and Ted? At least Alex Winter de age showed up in a commercial or something. Mm, around, I don't remember that. Around the time the third movie was coming out, like a Super Bowl halftime, fucking commercial type of thing. I want to say yeah. it wouldn't I be hard they, with him. He hasn't changed much at all. Maybe they were referenced in fucking Ready Player One or something. That could know. be, yeah, yeah. But it's weird, like you know. And unfortunately, I, I think there was like for years. Uh, there was kind of the sentiment from people like me and you that like, oh, if you if you make a third movie, like we'll all come to the theater and we'll all see it, and then it gets released on uh, what do you call it, like twenty dollar premium VOD because they're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. a cheap movie. We'll just you know because COVID fucked everything. We'll just throw it out just so something new is coming out, you know. And it's just like, yeah, like and I'm it, sure it actually it was actually in the theater in my small town, and I didn't was... notice until like the day after it was like the last day it played. Yeah, I think here, if I'm remembering the time frame correctly, we actually had our theaters like shuttered, shut down by the state for eight months. So I think I'm pretty sure it came like during that time. So like, yeah, there's I had no chance to see it in a theater. So it was like, I was like, oh, do I like whatever pay 20 bucks? I was like, I'll just wait till Netflix has the Blu-ray and have them send it to me. Mm -hmm. It was good. I liked it. But, you know, again. It's when you make when you make when you make a sequel. I'll put it this way: when you make a sequel to classic films in the modern Disney era of filmmaking, it's never going to feel quite right. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, for a while, it was like uh, I was watching it. I was like, this seems like a DVD extra on a Blu-ray. Yeah. For some reason, like the 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 look of shot on digital, mm-hmm. especially when it's a sequel to a movie that were shot on film. It's just like all of a sudden you're seeing these char- characters, and it's, it's such a weird. It, it's very jarring in a way. Isn't it weird that there's some people though, and like I don't know if you run into this, but I run into it because I go to a lot of um, like f- movie forums and Blu-ray forums and shit. There's like 
there's like people and thankfully it's kind of starting to turn around but there was like a long period of time during the blu-ray era where people are like i really hate watching movies shot on film it's it's so so grainy and blah 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 and then like anything that would come out that was shot on digital and just look clear and bland they're like oh 10 out of 10 rating on the video it's so clear mm -hmm. i'm just like when did like ever in the course of movies shit looking clear meant it looks cinematic or good <laughs> you know what i mean yeah that's the opposite <laughs> like when i was a kid fucking going to see movies like and I didn't even like really in my head like put it two and two together. What was it? But it's like if you watch old shit, Zach, like um, besides obviously like film grain and stuff. But if you watch stuff like uh, like Tony Scott's True Romance, they were blowing so much smoke in the scenes just so then the lights could like you can see like the rays of sunlight and shit. You know what I mean? Like there was such mm -hmm. a like a a look of like not wanting shit to look clear look giving shit visual texture the way it looked get making lighting that's another thing too with digital is like lighting does not show up the way it used to like it really kind of sucks mm -hmm. but Talking it if it was all about making movies look better than real life oh yeah now it's just like fucking we want to make it look fucking clear and uh yeah i don't get it because you need when you sit in the theater seat and look on the screen, you need to see something looking the way it would in real life if you shot it through your iPhone. I'm surprised they haven't like just gotten like we're we're gonna keep the colors natural. We're not even gonna fucking color correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, apparently that was a big thing with that uh, Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Apparently the mm -hmm. colors look really bad in it because they thought the movie was gonna be black and white, so they mm -hmm. weren't actually color correcting anything. So the colors look like they weren't even, like, uh, like, the, like they never had any intention of even being in the movie. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's a rumor because he even said like they immediately sh the studio immediately shot it down the black and white. But, but one mm -hmm. thing I will say the trailer that they released like had like no post production on it. Like the sound was bad and the visuals weren't finished. Like when you actually watch the movie, and I've only watched it on Netflix, but even on there you can tell. Like, there's, like, film grain, like, fake film grain added to it, and, like, the, the lighting, like, kind of gets a, a more of a kind of color graded. Like, it's still, like, a way over-the-top comic book style candy mm. color lighting, but, like, it looks way different than it did in that shitty trailer. But the good thing is nowadays is you can watch a two-and-a-half-minute trailer, and then you can write, like, an eight-paragraph review of the entire film, and that's all you need. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so uh, recently on uh, your other podcast, the uh, Kane Gang, you guys <laughs> you guys did an awesome um, uh, uh, episode where you talk about killer clowns from outer space, baby. Fucking the killer clowns from outer space. We talked about our idea for the sequel, killer pedophile clowns from outer space, because they don't tap into that market. The, the the pedophile clowns that shit's scary. Fucking Gacy, why mm. don't they fucking tap into the pedophile clown market? I want to make fucking horror movies about pedophile clowns so fucking the second movie is gonna be uh killer pedophile clowns which for sure pedophile clowns are scary i'll give you that but were you one of those people baby that was just always afraid of any clown no matter what even like a happy clown at circus i don't think so i don't yeah. remember that being i never was me. like i just think all these people that are always scared of any clown i think they're kind of like weak honestly just because like <laughs> i don't know fucking weak beta boys they are because like when i was a kid i went to my dad would take me to ringland brothers circus like every year man the clowns would come out i thought they were cool they call it their right i call it their weakness <laughs> exactly exactly but yeah 
But that's it. So you'll come back and we'll do Bogus Journey eventually, right? Hell yes. Fucking yeah. I am. I am counting down the days. Any other Reeves classics that you feel like you need like need to be commented on at some point? Fucking. I could do uh, uh, I Love You to Death. Yeah, I need, I, need to, I need to see that again. I, I actually Phoebe do remember Cates that. and the Reeves in the movie. Fucking uh-huh. Stacy. For sure. You know what? You know what Reeves classic I'm actually dying to do. Um, what, baby? baby, you ever see The Watcher with Reeves as a serial killer? <laughs> I love that movie. I do you really? Love, I I, re- I love it, dude. I got the uh, I first had it on HD DVD, and then I got the Blu-ray. When it was, it took years later for it to come out on Blu-ray, but yeah, I got the Blu-ray. I like it. I remember everybody talking about how much they hate that movie. Do you like it ironically or? I mean, it's it's a generic serial killer movie, but uh, do you know the story behind it at all? Not much. So, so our boy the Reeves, he I don't know who the guy was, like I don't know his name, but th- there was a guy that was um he knew his friend that was going to produce a low budget movie or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, I think I heard of that. Yeah. And he signed the contract on a napkin, and then and then like. You know, like they basically they're like putting the movie to, together and like, yeah, my friend Keanu is going to be in it. And they're like, okay, we'll give you the money because Keanu Reeves is going to be in it. So they like took the movie and they fired like his friend. So Keanu's like, well, I'm not going to do the movie if my friend's not producing it or writing it or whatever he was going to do. And they're like, oh, we have a contract, sir. We have this napkin. <laughs> so when you watch the movie, like three fourths of the scene, like Keanu does all the dialogue scenes and everything for his character, and he's and he's a serial killer that they're after. So he's just naturally he's not in he's not he's not like the star of the film. Like he just pops up from time to time to kill a girl and he disappears. And then James Spader's like the burnout FBI guy chasing after him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like three fourths of the time, like during the action scenes where they're chasing him and like through alleyways and shit, it's like not Keanu Reeves. It's like the most <laughs> obvious double ever. That sounds awesome. That but it's awesome. but it's just like like it's one of those things like I see what's shitty with it. Oh, and baby, at, at the end or during the final showdown, the Reese takes out a. a I'm I'm ruining it all. I should just wait for we do the episode. But he brings out a boombox and he plays a, a, a like a dance remix of Rob Zombie's Rob Zombie's Dracula. <laughs> i remember that and he starts dancing around and he puts like his fingers up like little horns on his head it's fucking awesome i remember that it's so good i remember people were bringing up that like it clearly isn't the same song that he was dancing to yeah. on set because yeah. it doesn't really match that much or something. But but yeah. despite all that, I mean, the only thing that I genuinely like don't like in the movie is I don't like all the times that you can tell it's not Keanu Reeves. Because even in the theater, I was kind of like, whoa, wait, wait, who's that? That's not Keanu. But like, if he just was like actually just in it full time, like I would fucking be all over it. And then like everybody's like, oh, he was miscast. He was miscast. It's like. I don't know, like, I kind of would even go for another serial killer movie with Keanu Reeves in it, because it's just, like, it's interesting, because you don't expect it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. I like it. But, yeah, I guess that, I guess that's it. Um, we just want to say thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you know, we, uh, I don't know, like, like it's, 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 been a, it's been an interesting year of, not really film, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> But but podcasting, we we've done a lot of fun episodes, and uh, oh, yeah. you know I can't wait to do more. Um, Me too, baby. I know. 
Ho- hopefully, when uh, you uh, you're not as busy with school, then we can really run down the entire uh, Eddie Furlong uh, oh, filmography. Yeah. I want to do that one. Remember that clip I sent you, where he went through the drive-through <laughs> at the <laughs> burger place. Uh, I think the name of the movie is Jimmy and Judy. I was watching it. I, I bootlegged a clip of it on my cell phone and sent it to you, Zach. Uh, where he uh, he starts humping his hamburger and he takes the pickles off and he rubs them on his nipples in the car. Oh yeah, that's that's fucking incredible, Keno, Keno. If that's if that's not Keno, I don't know what is. So exactly. So yeah, so we're gonna giggle, and as soon as we hit record, I'm gonna tell Zach what happened to uh, T'Challa. But uh, for you guys, yeah. I hope you guys have a have a have a great uh, holiday season. You know, just like when September first strikes, it's it's like Halloween season. Well, now that November first is coming past, now it's like holiday season. So. Hope you guys listen to this uh, this episode and find yourself in good spirits. And uh, I can hardly finish this with a straight face, but like, yeah. But it, as always, Zach, I want to thank you so much for because uh, we we've actually been talking about doing this episode for like over a year, and it just mm-hmm. and we're just like, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it, and then we always do other stuff. But I'm glad we did it, and we still have two more Bill and Ted movies to uh, discuss, even though we kind of discussed them more than we discussed even Excellent Adventure tonight. But that's the way it goes. I don't. I think you. I think you're wrong, baby. I think we 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 talked about it. Just <laughs> okay. I think we talked about it. Just that. you're always you're always worried that we didn't talk about the yeah. movie. I, I kind of am too these days. Yeah. I I would actually delete this file and make us re-record it all over again though if we if we went the entire way and we didn't mention Paul Montgomery Shore was almost in it. Exactly. That's the that's the only fucking thing you need to know. Exactly. Really. Cause he said he said on the interview he said like yeah I didn't get the movie but that's what got me all my MTV shows and stuff and I'm like what did they just like send your casting tape to MTV like I it, the way he told the story didn't make any sense but he failed upwards he, he really lost did. this job but then he got a worse job he got more jobs <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway thanks again Zach and obviously we'll do something again soon everybody thanks for going I know I always ramble on the outro but. It's it's always hard to stop the fun and go back to boring everyday life, ain't it, Zach? It is. Oh yeah. Exactly. So everybody, until next time, we'll catch you right back here in the movie graveyard. Dog. I try and play summer leagues, winter leagues, whenever I can. Yeah. You know, a hockey movie that I, I, go, I play goal. Yeah. The wall. <laughs> you know, uh, a hockey movie that I really enjoyed was Young Blood mm-hmm. with uh, Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze. Uh, how important were your hockey skills in getting Seminal. that film? <laughs> Seminal. Now, oh, did, right. Didn't you have the distinction of killing Charles Bronson? Yes, and... I shot him in the head <laughs> with a 357 Magnum. And what, what, what did you learn from the, uh, that, that veteran actor doing that film? I didn't actually act with him. When I walked into the room, he was asleep. I shot him in his sleep. I was a coward. He kind of gets up, but he's not quite awake. Who did I work with? I worked with um, Maury Chaikin in that film, who I learned an awful, not learned a lot from, but he was, I was just like, wow, this guy's on fire, you know? And I just saw that the, you know, just chewing up scenery. I had to grab some out of his mouth to save some for me, you know? It was great. I was just like, Andrew. And why stop with the camera angle? Stop! I can't do it.
and they yes, have... they all have bad skin. <laughs> uh, there's a weird thing there. I don't know. That. Maybe they all live together. It's a kind of tribe or clan. I don't know. Well, I, I'm, sh I'm sure. Well, I'm gonna get stoned. Yeah. Gonna get stoned. <laughs> what? Well, I'm sure that when you see like a, a kid or a fan that you you enjoy signing an autograph for them, but when you see some some guy who has ten posters and photographs, ex exactly. Do you are you a little bit suspicious when well, you see I just, that? Well, it's just kind of creepy. It's just such a fetishistic event, and it's just kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, again, you know. I mean, I've heard that my signature's for sale, you know. I'm your best fan. <laughs> when I can sell it, you know, I don't know. But then I think, well, okay, he's getting some coin for nothing. <laughs> okay. But then I guess that's not good either, is it? Yeah.